Hey, all you holistic hipsters out there, it's that time. So grab your chalice of choice and sit back and sip along with us. We would love to welcome you to the Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on all things holistic in the pet grooming industry. Let me introduce you to our hostesses with the mostesses. She is the socialite of skin and coat care, Ms. Michelle Knowles. And the queen bee of all things oily, Ms. Melissa Conti-Diener. Brought to you by TheOilyGroomer.com Are you searching for a new and more mindful way of grooming? Interested in understanding how to grow your grooming business with a more holistic and organic approach? Please contact Melissa Conti-Diener at TheOilyGroomer.com so that you can set up a meeting and bring balance and prosperity to your life. And AllThingsPaw.com Intermediate and advanced courses in pet esthetician work, fear recovery, animal handling, and more. Get your learn on with all things paw. Also, classes with Melissa, online and self-guided, intuitive energy work, transitional therapy, and compassionate touchpoint therapy, and more. And the Herbal Paw Pet Apothecary, tailored for the individual pet, phone consultations, history gathering, and the home of the Herbal First Aid Kit. Now, let's get this tea party started. Hi! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> we <Woo>. ourselves up. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. What I love, see, yeah, gotta, gotta understand, Melissa does all our overlays. So she's, she's responsible for making all the graphics and stuff around us. And I want to point your, uh, oh, here it is. Here it is. Look at, we have a whole stack of dirty teacups. Yes. We were partying and we've, we've just, we've gone through our teacup collection. The end of the year. It is, this is our show right before the new year show. Yes. So yes. this will come out what? December 28th. 28th. Yeah. So I figured, you know, Hey, the, the, the leftover parties from the holidays and mm -hmm. getting ready for the new year. We have a stack of dishes or we have a stack of dishes and then we have sandwich <laughs> goodies and sandwiches. Mm -hmm. I see there. the macaroons. I love them. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> oh, okay. He's got better things it. to do than dishes. That's right. That's right. We'll throw those teacups away quick. That's right. <laughs> That's what we have Erin for. She will supply us with more. <laughs> Some of them I got to trade back to her. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. What do you have in your cup? I have my, I have my ginormous. Oh my goodness. I know this thing is a, a giant. Um, oh, Mary Mary Bright. Bright. The last of the Christmas cups for me for this year so mm -hmm. i actually have a um a lemon zinger which is mm -hmm. lemon and ginger uh mm -hmm. tea which is beautiful and something to uh really just be very stimulating since um we are uh doing something fun today try to guess with our headgear here that we have on and so I have lemon zinger um, being very merry and bright on this last day of our uh, of our Christmas season, holiday season before the new year. The end of 2023. It's unreal that we made it through this year. This yeah. year was insane. Yes. And I will say good riddance. Good riddance. Ooh. Yes. Thank you. There shall be no return of any of that right. in, in 2024. <laughs> so today I have, it's chamomile and cranberry. Oh. Um, yeah, just an interesting combination. Something calm, something bright mm -hmm. at the same something. time. I like that. A little, a little calming, a little something that makes you pee good. <laughs> my little, um, this is part of a set dm fairy and company oh. so this says seeds that these are all old-timey mugs uh that were collected i guess at a little 
I don't know where they came from, but they're a little set. But don't turn it upside down. You'll be There's like what it is. I know. That's like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm seeing Michelle. Oh, I'll do some idiot stuff. That is not a lie. So if you look at it, though, he's planting his seeds for springtime. Oh, and so I garden extensively, and I will be starting my seeds in January, not too far off. No. Uh, and that's for the spring, which for us starts March 1st. Yes. So, so what's our it. topic? Oh, our topic. We, we had topic. new music that wasn't our regular intro. That was a little that's right because different. it's special. Because bam, ah. Magic nine ball because we didn't want to step on any trademarks. Uh, yep. <laughs> predictions for 2024. So that's why we're we're all suited up. We're all suited up. I have the crystal ball right here. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful Nautilus inside. I love it. That's so pretty. It's it's a pretty, you know, I saw this and I was like, I must possess that. Yes. yes. <laughs> I have quite a few things like that. Yes. <laughs> have it. Just uh -huh. to say it. It's right there. <laughs> well, I, I still want to do labyrinth thing. But I, true, I'm not that true. talented. <laughs> I think they're weighted inside though. They're, they're I know. They're, but, yeah. but I do have this pretty shiny, my precious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tell me what your first prediction for 2024 is. I, honest to goodness, have a prediction that we are going to see a large breakthrough in um, the social media posting, groomers posting a lot more that has to do with handling than it has to do with the actual aesthetics. Ooh, I agree with that. Handling is so important. Handling is the foundation so for much. all the other stuff. Yeah, and I'm seeing so much of it more and more that groomers not only are putting out aesthetic information, you know, like how to get that beautiful haircut, aesthetically beautiful, mm -hmm. but also a lot of them are now really taking the time to put out information on how to properly handle. Mm -hmm. And I think so, that well, that's... That is a needed thing in our industry. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. There are. My crystal ball says so. Yeah. So this is what I'm seeing. And not to put anybody down, there are a ton of groomers now having tutorials on YouTube. Yes. And some are really good and some uh, make you rethink your life. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't know how to handle properly, you don't know. Right. So am I mad at these people who are doing their best to bring some kind of closure to the pet parent? No, not at all. They're trying to do their best with the knowledge that they have. Uh, one of my colleagues, I think Christine Pearson actually uh, suggested that we get some of those and do a side-by-side -side comparison. If the dog is acting this way, instead of doing what they're doing, do this. I think it was a brilliant idea. Uh, that was a great idea. And I'd like more of us to maybe do those just to break it down, not to tear the person down in the video, just saying a better way to do things is this way. You know well, what I mean? And then just I tag them in the video so they can see it or whatever, you know? Um, I think it's a discussion worth having. Uh, and yes, there's going to be hurt feelings. And yes, there's going to be people who feel like, oh, you're just attacking me or whatever. But if it gets the message out and it gets us talking about how these animals are handled, then I think all for the better. I agree. I 100% so. agree. Um, that's my that's my main prediction is that we're not ever going to leave the aesthetics because that is what we do as a groomer. Absolutely. We're trying to achieve a beautiful haircut. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder a lot of times. Sometimes it's the most beautiful that you can get in that moment for that pet. Exactly. What they'll allow. But mm -hmm. ultimately, our, our goal is always to, to turn out a nice product. We want that pet to look good and feel good. Mm -hmm. And the owner to, to feel good about um, uh, the grooming service. But I think that we're in, we're going to see a lot more incorporation of handling mm -hmm. um, and how to handle those pets. And, mm -hmm. um, and all those things should never be at the detriment of the pet. Yeah, absolutely. We're not forcing dogs to do this. Uh, that is a thing of the past. There's no 
reality where that is necessary unless it is a medical procedure. And then there's sedation and it can calm him down a little bit. So the veterinarian and his technicians or her technicians right. can serve the dog or the cat or the bat or the rat, whatever it is. Um, but in grooming, there should be no force. Well, There's one of my students asked, what constitutes a special needs dog? And mm -hmm. I said, every dog is a special needs dog. They all mm -hmm. have individual needs that we need to ascertain. How can we actually meet the needs of this particular animal? Mm -hmm. and, and so while some have a, a, a laundry list of special needs, other ones just have a few little check boxes and as long they're as they're just special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that um, we need to stop really categorizing, oh, that dog is a special needs, you know, dog. Mm -hmm. No, they all have special needs. They all come with something yes. um, that we need to pay attention to. And I think that handling aspect um, is, uh, is a large portion of it is mm -hmm. that we need to, how many times do you see groomers just swoop that dog up and just start going with things without ever considering the, the, the actual point of view of the pet and how it's mm -hmm. dealing with the, um, the barrage of, mm -hmm. uh, tactile things coming at it so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, not like, like the, like the pet parents that come in the lobby and then flip their dog over while it's struggling to show you the stomach or something. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I can look at it. Okay. Put yeah. the dog down. Holy cow. <laughs> They're like, I'm not supposed to be like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And I've seen groomers do it too. Cause you're, they're in a hurry and they're yeah. thinking about their next dog. You know, they're thinking about their next dog. And well, I can't blame them because wow, this is stressful and there's a lot of moving parts to do what we do. Um, we just have to spend a, a couple of seconds just saying, okay, are you ready? We're going to swoop you up now instead of just swooping, you know, yeah. uh, just give it the dog time to acclimate a little bit. Yep. And, and same thing. Once they're on the table, give them a minute, give them, you know, just, we have to allow them the time and know how to, to actually want to steady them a little bit and how to properly move legs and joints and, mm -hmm. um, and do things so that we are not causing harm. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of us hear those stories. We're on the, you know, on the front lines, actually either a grooming or like me, I'm in a very busy salon in a classroom setting off of the salon. And I'm often called out of the classroom to answer questions and talk to owners or answer questions from the actual groomers. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's one of those things that it's like, um, this dog was hurt somewhere else. It had a leg pulled out of the socket or it's mm -hmm. got luxating patellas or um, it's got crucia issues. I mean, these are things that we hear and see on a constant basis. So if you are up to date on your handling, which my prediction is, is that a lot of us are going to put a lot more focus into learning uh, proper handling, better handling techniques, safer handling techniques, um, and take it down a notch from the rush and actually be focused in on how am I moving these parts on this animal to not cause harm, but to still also get done what I have to get done. Absolutely. And keep in mind, there's a whole subset of movements that dogs aren't capable of, even though the anatomy says that they, sh they should be. Right. Um, we're all formed differently, shaped differently, you know, longer limbs, shorter limbs, uh, different ways that we're formed in our joints, um, even within a breed, you know, and it's so difficult to teach anatomy and then all the variations. Right. Normally, a healthy dog of this breed should be able to move X, Y, Z. However, if they're not bred very well, if they've had injuries, if they're older, uh, for whatever reason, if they're just formed incorrectly, they don't have the range of motion that they would normally have on a healthy, well-formed dog. So all those things have to be tested. And you can do that very easily by just picking up the feet, maybe doing the nails before you even go to the tub or before you start your finish. Just test the range of motion of that particular dog as you go uh, and just gently move the leg the way you want to move it before you force it to be in that position while you're doing your work. Um, 
Asking permission is not, hey, can I lift your foot up now? It's gently moving your hand from the shoulder, slowly all the way down the leg, and then gently grasping uh, the pastern or the hock if it's the back. Right. Uh, and then you see if that dog has any give in the paw. When they have give in it, they're giving you permission. That is asking permission. Yeah. So. Do you have any predictions? What what are, what are what's one of your predictions? I predict that in 2024 there is going to be an actual huge push for some kind of licensing. Um, because all of these sensationalized, not to 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 um, to dim them in their importance, but all these very sensationalized, uh, equal equidistant from each other, killings, maimings, hurtings of dogs in um, in salons and in various other places where they're supposed to be served. Uh, I think that the pet parents are really going to push for legislation. Uh, and like we've been saying all along, if it happens in one place, it will cascade across the country. It, yeah. it just will. Um, and it will be formed by uh, a bunch of pet parents that do not want their dog to be hurt. So um, I do recommend that everybody get certified under one of the main certification companies. Get your education straight. Um, get all of your ducks in a row if you are a salon owner. Uh, make sure you have your all your stuff correct, you know, have all your um, your cleaning protocols, your employee handbooks, all that stuff. Just go over it since it's the end of the year anyway. Just comb through it to make sure everything is still re uh, uh, still. Um, what, what am I looking for? Updated, relevant. relevant. Yes, that is still relevant, that it's still, uh, you know, run it by your attorney. Uh, if you have an extensive book, make sure everything's still legal because laws change, things change. Uh, tax laws change. Uh, make sure you have everything together to start your new year off right and be prepared when uh, when and if licensing should raise its head in your town. So that's one of my uh, predictions for 2024. I think they're still going to push very, very hard for that because we've had quite a few abuses and deaths here oh, just in the last three months. Well, I think it's I think it's also important that you uh, are part of a state organization mm. for your, um, you know, for for your um, uh, just to be on the forefront and know what's going on, because the state organization is obviously going to be monitoring what's happening in your state. So mm. as a member, you will be able to get that information a little bit easier or from the horse's mouth instead of like uh, secondhand on social media or whatever. So exactly. by being participatory in your state uh, organizations, um, if you don't have a state organization, then try to get together and, and have a small one until you can grow. Even but if there's just two people, people right? That's a start. Because yeah. they're going to, whatever legislative body is going to question us in each state is going to look first for some type of association. Yes. Who's going to represent you in your state? If there is nobody, make sure it's you. At least you'll have a say. And once you start talking, everybody else will come out of the woodwork because you're not saying it right. And they'll come forward and join you. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. It, it just is an important part of um, becoming a part of the community. And right. so I think that when, when those things start to happen, um, a lot of us in the grooming industry have operated under the radar. We have not been a part of any community. Mm -hmm. We are our own simple entity. Um, we don't, uh, intermingle very much, especially those of us that are from like my generation, your generation, Michelle, a lot of the younger groomers mm -hmm. are already so connected through social media right. mm -hmm. and they already follow so many other groomers and they're in these groups and they're interacting but a lot of the older groomers not so much you know that they so if if you're in this you need to 
come out of your hovel <laughs> and step into the light and yeah. allow your voice to be heard yes. because the only way once licensing is um, pushed through with legislation is um, the only way it will be um, for us and be a positive thing for us is if our voice is heard and it's not and it's ready with yes. standards, with the protocols, with all these right. things. We don't uh, want to leave it up to, we don't want to leave it up to another industry such as the veterinary board or, exactly. um, you know, uh, some other industry. It's like the cosmetology industry is not, is not overseen by the uh, plastic surgery, the board of plastic surgeons. Right. You know, they are their own entity. And that is in my opinion, how we should be mm. so that we can have our own board and that um, Michelle can even talk about that. We have our master's council, which is the beginnings of this, of mm -hmm. putting out positive information for groomers to go to absolutely and to have a voice mm -hmm. yeah the master groomer council of best practices is already established as a foundation of best standards right. uh, it's going to be amazing uh the more people we get the better we get uh, right now we do have the first edition out you can go to uh let's see <laughs> i can never have the i know i yeah. never remember it so it's the first letter of each word Master M, Council C, B, is that it? Master Groomer, M, G, C, B, P, right? Okay. Is that it? Yeah, what is it, dot com? Yes. Okay. It's the Master Groomer Council of Best Practices, and if you do a search on it, it will bring up the um, website. Uh, it is free to join. There are no dues. Uh, right. You just spend your minutes looking over verbiage. And then if you have a master groomer uh, credential, you get to vote on the final verbiage that goes into the editions. Now we're way past due on having the second edition put forth, but that's maybe something I'm going to predict I'm going to do in the first quarter to put all the existing information together. And then I, um, uh, we are needing a little help having somebody make us a cover because I want to put it on Amazon so anybody could buy it for a very small price. Right. Um, just so that it's out there, but anyone can join. We have some international members uh, from Europe, from Australia, from uh, Canada. Like, please join us. If you can speak English, great. Uh, I don't speak any other language. Um, I can listen badly and misinterpret anything you say. But <laughs> <laughs> In her native tongue, she can do some true things. So. Exactly. So, my husband said last night, we, we talked to one another, we went, what, what, huh, what? And he said, we need subtitles. We need true our true. own little subtitles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're a groomer, you get the, the, uh, the joke it's there. True. We're all, all uh, half deaf. All of so. us. Yeah, um, but yes, join, join up, join um, whether they have a do dues. Uh, some do. Um, I'm part of the uh, Arizona Professional Groomers Association here in Arizona. They actually have a free option. They have pay options, but they do have a free option if you want to be a member and you you do not have to pay dues to be a member. Um, you can join different tiers and different levels, as well as any other professional. There are many other um, professional organizations, groomer professional, easy for me to say, professional grooming organizations out there um, that you should be a part of. Because the more that you are a part of these things, the more connected you are to keeping abreast of what's going on in your industry. Agreed. Yeah, that's so, so important. Very, very important stuff there. So, um, so what's your next prediction? Well, I'm thinking that we are actually going to see more of the unusual coming forward with Ooh, uh, what does that mean <laughs> uh, uh, or uh, yeah unusual or un un um Here. 
I can't think of it. <laughs> Michelle's going pirate on us now. <laughs> I had to because this is so slippery. This was a gift from my friend in Italy, Roberta Rossi. Oh, she uh, she uh, does Goldens is her love. Oh, and uh, so I got now. this when I was in Florence, and uh, I said, "Gosh, that's really beautiful." In the sun, it shines like it's made out of gold. It's beautiful. Like it's 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 so silky and pretty. So yeah, it's I love beautiful. It. But it's so silky that it won't hold. Won't stay here. Out, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't hold. No, I think that it, it like unusual in the sense that we're going to see some some different things coming out. Like um, we've been really uh, just totally slayed by the whole creative really coming forth and being uh, part of um, the pet parent actually asking, do you do color? Do you do, you know, these kind of things. Mm -hmm. I think we're really going to start seeing these more unusual haircuts, uh, more unusual colors, um, just sorry, as I talk over my dog who's snoring <laughs> in the bed back there, snoring away. Um, just not the norm that we usually, you know, not the same number two clip comb or, you know, the same seven shave down or people are, I think, are looking for some, some, um, some different utilitarian even mm -hmm. uh, haircuts that I think the. By saying unusual, I mean it in the sense where the pet parent is really going to be far more engaged mm -hmm. in the choices of how they want their pet groomed. Maybe that's the even Which is really point. what we want. Absolutely. You know, the yeah. whole point of the Groomer Council for Best Practices and Standards and whatnot, the, the whole point that I, I put that in motion is that I wanted to, it was for the pet parent. Uh, not only is it for other groomers so that we can all be on the same page or close to it, um, at least we have the same understanding, whether or not you practice those or not. At least you understand that a group came together and said, yeah, we agree on these things. So, um, but I think that informing the parent, the pet parent uh, is going to educate them in such a way that they're going to ask better questions. Yes. They're going to know more of the foundation of what we do and understand that. So their questions are going to be more educated. They're going to ask better questions. They're going to know more so that they're not going to fight you so much on your procedures. And I think that's a really wonderful thing. Yeah. I, I think that we're, we're just going to see a, a more, more educated, more uh, and more eager to be educated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. So what's your, what's your next one, Michelle, that you think? My next prediction is also that we're going to break into other uh, avenues in the industry. Um, I did go to IACP this year and speak for the first time. And, and IACP is? IACP is International Association of Pet Professionals, I believe. I said, I, I said ICP. ICP is Insane Clown Posse. That's not where Michelle was. No, no, no. <laughs> ICP conference. <laughs> Canine professional. I'm sorry, but just the thought of you were ICP conference. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I predict that we are going to welcome trainers. Yes. And pet care, uh, daycare providers and boarding facilities are going to all come together uh, or we're going to see new beginnings of coming yeah. together in the future rather than just have this branch of trainers and this branch of groomers and this branch of, you know, boarding facility owners or whatever. We're, it amazed me that even after uh, I spoke there, they were like, well, why, you know, when are you going to teach groomers what you're teaching us? And I'm like, Oh, sweetheart, we've been, we all, they all know it already. They, right. they're, I've been teaching it. You're the people that I need to reach. They're like next on my, my list, you know, but they were very receptive. And I tell you what, there is not a better bunch than that group, IACP. If you want to, you should check it out. Uh, they're trainers. Uh, so they had a, a conference uh, in Minnesota in September. And it was totally amazing uh, to meet these people. Uh, and, see all their beautifully trained dogs and because they're trainers at the top of their fields all of them are super balanced so when you talk to them it's like just talking to adult people who understand what you're saying it's fantastic 
So yeah, they're super ready to learn about grooming and skincare and all the other things. Uh, and I think that more groomers need to be introduced to training techniques, handling techniques, uh, how to stay calm when, when your dog's going off, all those things. Uh, we traditionally, uh, you hear groomers saying all the time, well, I'm not a trainer. I groom. So the dog has to just do what I say. And that's not true. We, we train everywhere we go. You train people how to treat you. You train dogs how to be in a certain environment. You treat, train them how to be on the table. You're training everybody everywhere you go by how you act and what you're willing to put up with. So um, I, I want to um, disabuse you of the things that you think that you are not because you are a groomer, you're a stylist, and you're also a trainer and a handler, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to know the nuances of that. And I'm telling you, knowing how to handle dogs better uh, and everybody could use some practice, myself included, uh, will make your day better. It will make it more pleasant. You will enjoy grooming again once your dogs understand you and you understand your dogs. Um, I, I can't say that enough. Uh, just learn how to do it. And if you already know how to do it, always get a, get a course, get a class, freshen up. Freshen up, you know, uh, go to somewhere where you can handle a bunch of dogs, volunteer somewhere. Or if you've got a colleague with a daycare, go in, study their body language and their behavior, study how you deal with crisis or with a disagreement or a dog not doing right. So all those things are really important for you to know. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I, I think that we're going to see a lot more in 2024. I think we'll really see a lot more partnerships between other pet professionals and groomers mm -hmm. um, as they want to expand their knowledge base. So do we and we all have something to offer one another. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that we've always been so separate and we've always been so even from one another. Mm -hmm. I think social media really, uh, really kicked in that door. Mm -hmm. um, and so while on social media, we see the best and we also see the worst of our industry. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we also see a lot of crossover groomers uh, partnering up with trainers and learning and partnering up with nutritionists and partnering up with veterinarians. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it is... Um, I think that that is a, a, a valid prediction for 2024, you know, that, that uh, we are just going to see this, this growth uh, mm -hmm. in, in that, that sector. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm seeing, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I just recently had a graduate uh, that was strictly a trainer who mm -hmm. came in, uh, I think he's in his twenties, late mid to late twenties. Um, and he was a trainer for quite a long time and, uh, he wanted to, uh, that was his career, but he just got asked so many questions about grooming and he felt like he didn't know anything about that. So, um, it was an interest of his and, um, and he just graduated not too long ago. Um, Another uh, uh, student that will be starting in January with me is a, another trainer who's coming in wanting to learn to groom. Um, been a trainer for a while. So I think that they're looking at this industry very differently than it used to be. And I think that we are looking at the training industry as groomers very differently and taking instruction in that way as well. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a good one. That was mm -hmm. a really good one. I think that that's a, um, yeah, let's, let's make 2024 the year of partnerships. Yeah. Of, of different uh, pet industry branch. I think that is a really good goal. I think so too. I think, and I know, I know for this next year too, we're going to invite quite a few cross uh, industries yeah. into uh, for interviews as well. Uh, they tie in uh, their pet industry people, uh, but they're a facet that you don't normally hear from. Uh, right mainstream anyway so i thought that would be really interesting we've got a few uh lined up that are really awesome so and I, it's important i think that to form a partnership only grows your knowledge base when you're you know when you're bringing in someone else who is not knowledgeable in 
what you do, but is very knowledgeable in what they do, you can only teach each other. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, I think that's an important part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I just would like to add a, a tiny bit more to that. And to say, I also see that partnership growing with the pet parent, the pet owner, um, because I see a lot more engaged people that are coming in with their pets. They've done research or mm-hmm. they're eager to know, like mm-hmm. when they say, oh, my neighbor just told me to and they have a lab and mm-hmm. this happens tons in Arizona. My neighbor said it's hot. He's hot. We want to shave them. They, they shave their lab. Mm-hmm. And then when, when uh, we go up front and we talk to them and we explain to them why they really should not shave their lab and we give them the reasons why we are seeing about a 70% change of heart. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and that they're saying, Oh, no one's ever told me that before. I had no idea the coat functioned like that. Mm-hmm. I had no clue that my dog would get sunburn or could, you know, have a host of skin issues or the coat could grow back incorrectly or the mm-hmm. different colors or mm-hmm. the skin could get uh, necroptic and, you know, like mm-hmm. all these things. And it's because no one has ever taken the time to explain that to them. And then or they start, didn't know. Right. And they didn't explain know. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or we get the, the client that's like, uh, yeah, they told me that, but my dog's fine. I want it shaved. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then it's up to the groomer to make that determination. Mm-hmm. But I, we're seeing a much broader um, acceptance of an alternative to those yeah. short, short shaves. And yeah. I think that that they want to partner up with their groomer. They want to ask questions about how can I take better care of my pet? What, Mm -hmm. you know, what can I do? Um, We always were the go-to anyway for, do you know a good vet? Do you know Mm -hmm. what I should do for this? You know, they always look to their groomer for these things, but now I actually see it as a more of a partnership that they're looking at us as this is an integral part of my pet's well-being and, and care. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that that to grow that partnership, uh, not just with other pet professionals, but also with the pet owner. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. We're seeing a big, uh, a big shift in that. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to make a, my next prediction is I think we're going to see way more skin and coat, way more people interested in, Actually looking at ingredients, actually. From your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> you know why? I really believe that because I get so many young people that are coming into this industry blind. You know, like they, they don't have any previous experience. Really? Isn't that the beautiful thing about it? Because because there's such a blank slate. They're not, they will never get transitioned to an right. old timer mentor that won't change. I think that is the beauty of it yep. because we've done our job well enough that I think that now all the people who are coming up, they don't know a time when we didn't talk about skin and coat. Right. They don't know a time when we don't, didn't have all that stuff. Yep. Oh, I, gotta think this stuff. It's I, so I know. That's you. <laughs> That's it. So, I'm yeah. Proud tightly. <laughs> I can too, but uh, yeah, that was. Working. No, I, I truly, really, really believe that um, these, this younger generation that's coming into the industry, they are already fully aware of checking and, and enlightened on things that they are doing for themselves. They are mm-hmm. looking at their skincare products. They're looking at their reading ingredients and what is, you know, what pesticides are used on my foods? And so oh my gosh, Melissa, this is the best time ever. Yeah. To decide that you want to be a groomer. I Look think at so all too. the stuff that's out there as resources that we I, never even had. <laughs> I told my, my, uh, my boss, the, the woman that I work for Jamie mm-hmm. Matson, who owns the uh, cageless grooming and AZ pet grooming Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I told her, she said to me, is it easier to teach 
groomers that come in with some background on grooming or is it easier to teach somebody that has no, you know, they, they know nothing about it. And I said, I look at it like this, when they come in and they're green and they don't know anything, they are a sap. To me, I look at them like a sapling, you know, a little sapling tree. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately take that sapling and I lash it to me. Mm -hmm. And that way it can grow with me. The way mm. I go, it's going to go. And, and they don't have any bad habits that they've already picked exactly. up. Exactly. But when they come in and um, like I, I just graduated a student not too, or we just graduated a student not too long ago. Um, I had both of their pictures. Thomas was the trainer. Mm -hmm. And then Joseph had come in uh, with quite a few years under his belt as a professional bather for a very large boarding facility. Mm -hmm. Um and while he was fast, he lacked a connection mm -hmm. to those animals. He and was efficient. Yes, he was very efficient. And nothing more. <laughs> and so uh, I saw that while he was good at what he was doing, he was there were some lacking things there that he needed to pick up. And so instead of me trying to just break him and say, mm -hmm. you're doing this all wrong, blah, blah, blah. Instead, we worked on making that connection on the table. And that once that connection was made, I made him bring every dog to the table first before it ever went to the tub. Mm -hmm. And we'll start with some little pre-prep work things and being mindful of who, what's this dog's name? Call that dog by its name. How many times do I say to a groomer, oh my gosh, this dog's so cute. What's its name? Oh, I don't know something. Uh. And it's like, if you're not connecting with that animal, you don't know who it is or what it is. You're never going to be able to make that leap. Right. It, it just becomes another piece of meat on that table or fur being dealt with. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it has a name that gives it a personality that gives it a form, you know, mm -hmm. that it, it gives it a uniqueness. And some people are better at naming their pets unique names, <laughs> but um, you know, it just is one of those things. So I, I like when they come to me, green but even if they're not and they have been somewhat seasoned i still try to find the most uh kind way to rebend them reform their opinion and 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 do that and i think that we're gonna see more people coming in that want to make those changes i agree yeah they're enthusiastic yeah and i think that the resources that we have now are the majority of them are so quality um, Absolutely. that I think they kind of even overpower the bad places because when you're in a, when you're in a situation, you're being trained, you know, right away, whether you're being actually trained or somebody's just using you for some work. And those are going away very quickly. As soon as one is recognized, they kind of lose all their employees and lose their business because they're not treating people nice. And there are so many other yeah, options. options to work that you don't have to stand there in a salon or in a situation that you're not happy with. Right. Yeah. I believe that we're really going to see that where um, these people are coming in and they are really looking for somewhere where they can grow, not mm. just work. Exactly. You want to be careful and grow. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if they're coming in as a student and they're paying for schooling mm -hmm. um, or if they're coming in through an apprentice program or whatever it is, I think that they're looking for more. Mm -hmm. um, I, God bless them. They're they're look, like they're asking me questions like, well, once I've been doing this for two years, then I'm you know, planning on opening my own or doing this or that, or once I've been, and it's like, I know when I went in, I was just kind of like, I just want to make sure I'm doing this right. 
Exactly. Yeah. You know, I can't even say that if you've only been groomed one year, you can't open your own shop. I think that's very short sighted. Yeah. I I think it's different for everyone. Everyone has a different capacity to organize um, creatively, make changes uh, to their. Well, shop has a lot of meaning, you know, meanings too. You could have a one, you could open your own shop and do. We have uh, the fur, well, we have the fur districts here where it's one on one. They rent those little suites, which is a so you, it's like idea. having your own business when you, right. when you rent a suite. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. So you could uh, say I own my own business that way, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What What else are you thinking you would predict for 2024? I predict that I, you and I are going to be so successful that we won't be able. We have to hire somebody to count our money. That's that's what I predict. That that's my prediction. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate on that at all? Well, I have. Oh my God, there's so much coming out. I've got so many things coming out in January. I guess this can be the teaser for it. But uh, I've got I've got a whole. New series uh, dedicated to um, owners coming oh, okay. out. I've got a whole course to refresh veterinarians on aesthetics. So veterinarians and technicians uh, have a um, an option to come and learn uh, the things that bridge us together. Uh, so we're all on the same page. Um, I've got new products coming out. I've got new, like just a ton of stuff that's going to be coming out. Um, it, it's insane. So 2024 is going to be your year, Michelle. Is that They're what you're, all my years? You're proclaiming. Are you manifesting this into, into yes. fruition right now? I'll yes, I will take it. <laughs> also, a uh, whole pet academy is going to be uh, refreshing and coming out with some new diploma courses and some new programs uh, that I will be in on, uh, which are going to be just better than before, better than ever. So we're all going through, we got uh, quite a few um, courses approved by the board and I'm crazy busy going to be working on those all through January. There's, I think there's three of them uh, that are going to be coming out at probably about the end of January, hopefully. Uh, so all it takes is me doing it. So uh, that's all coming out and that's all going to be good. And for those of you who don't know, Melissa and I are going to be at Pasadena. I predict we're going to be at Pasadena. Yes. With, with our own booth, with games and giveaways. and all. Be so much fun. We're going to be there to have a good time, but to also help you find uh, those classes that you know you've been wanting to take, but you're mm-hmm. not quite sure or you had questions about them. Mm-hmm. So we'll be there to answer all that stuff. And we'll also have some of our, our retail goodies there as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be and a blast. Aaron's coming. Aaron Shank will be there. <laughs> you she won't hear the last of her. She's actually uh, one of the up and coming instructors uh, that are going to be on the Positive Ed Summits. Nice. Uh, so she's really moving forward in her career as young as she is, but she is so capable and yes. so fantastic. Uh, and I believe so strongly in her. And she will have talents. to corral. She will have to corral us because Michelle and I are like toddlers. And oh yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> She's gonna put harnesses on us. I'm sure of it. She's coming as my our, our personal assistant, basically, <laughs> because I need a handler. Yes, yeah, so I did. I'm like a toddler, and I just yeah. I need a nap. I need water, a sandwich. Uh-huh. She's going to be make sure that I'm okay. <laughs> yes, she will be making sure that we are are following uh, right. protocols and doing what we're supposed to be doing and not wandering off unattended somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I think that uh, we're going to have a blast. Uh, I've been to several other different branches uh, in the pet industries uh, conferences now, and I've picked up a few pointers that I don't think. Um, anybody at the expos have done oh so we're gonna we're gonna be bringing some fun that's new new and unusual and exciting Hmm. (laughs) not that the shows aren't fun anyway because absolutely no no they're always fun but But we're we're always trying to find that unique thing (laughs) we're just gonna bring the party to our booth absolutely make sure you stop by and see us um we it's gonna be all things paw and the oily groomer 
Yep. And we will have quite a bit of things to, uh, to explore mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and feel free to pick our brains. Absolutely. So we'll be happy to happy to do that. Um, in that same vein, I will make a prediction that we will definitely see in 2024 way more people engaging in online education. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I agree with I, that. I agree I with that. Think that. I think there's still a place for hands-on grooming schools yes. to teach hands-on skills, scissor skills, right. handling skills, proportions. I mean, there's just like a ton of things that you need to do hands-on. However, once you're working on that hands-on with someone, there's a ton of theoretical things and, and philosophical things and ethical things that you have to learn also um, that you can just do online. And it's so accessible. And there's so many of them out there. You can choose one that's right for you. Yep. Uh, and I think that's amazing. And there's there's several different ways that you can do esthetician work. There's several different ways where you can do training work. There's several yep. different ways where you can do CPR and, and first aid. Like I love options. My favorite is choices. I love a good choice. Uh, and we all have different teaching styles. We all approach the information a little bit differently. I know people who get all of them. Uh, they don't stop at just one person for aesthetics right. and one person for training. They want all of it. And I encourage that as much as possible. Don't ever stop learning. Uh, even if you really love the teaching style of one person, explore others. You never know where you're going to get a pearl or a yep. gem, uh, you know, or a technique that you never saw before or you haven't ever explored before. So I do encourage education for everyone. Get as much as you can from as many people as you can. That way you have a broad education and you're not just in this echo chamber that this is the only way to do it because right. you said that's the way you do it. And then I can't do it any other way, but you can, there's a million ways to groom a dog that are correct. Uh, it just depends on what it's it is. an important part of, again, going back to that partnership, when your clients are starting to ask questions that you can't answer, or you have not been exposed to uh, things that they're asking about or for, you know that it's time for growth. And that's my biggest thing for 2024. I think this is going to be a very big growth year. Um, it is, we, we've seen it again, Michelle and I have said that we don't like to talk about, you know, uh, the state of the union or political things and all that, but we are seeing people pull their purse strings a little tighter right now. Yes. Um, and, and so we are watching this as we are because prices are going up for everything, all our supplies, all that kind of stuff. So we are going to have to discern where we're putting our pennies Absolutely. and you know, what we're, what we're doing and education needs to be one of those. Mm -hmm. We need to say, we have to set aside X amount of dollars for growth. Mm -hmm. How am I growing this year? Am I taking a, a, you know, a $200 class and that's what I have to spend this year. And I'm going to learn this skill. Perfect. Um, and that's an important thing for you for growth. It doesn't mean, and I know it's intimidating because I get intimidated and mm -hmm. I see people out there that are like, Hey, look, this is my 900th, you know, diploma that I've gotten and I've taken and kudos, more power to you. Absolutely. I am in awe of you. But a lot of us, we don't have that opportunity right now. Our lives are not there to, to be the eternal student at all times. Mm -hmm. So just pick a time, whether it's your downtime, everybody knows when their slow period is and, and take that time to grow mm -hmm. and utilize that time wisely, set aside those, you know, if you usually get two Starbucks a day, set one Starbucks aside and bring your thermos mm -hmm. and save that. It used to be five. Now it's like $10 for a cup of coffee, which is insanity. <laughs> but, you know, if you ask me, Michelle, drink tea. It's better for you. But <laughs> and I buy the bulkiest book book. So, yeah. you know, I ain't so, playing. I want ever, all the tea for very little money. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, take that time to actually grow, grow your business, grow your mentality, grow your um, grow your bank account. 
set mm-hmm. some stuff aside, save for a rainy day, um, start to say education has to be a part of of this industry. Mm-hmm. And if you own the business and you employ people, you as the owner should be pushing for continuing education. Mm-hmm. You should want your groomers educated and continue to be educated. And guess what? If you're the owner and you're paying their taxes and they're true employees, you can give them mandatory education. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you will now be expected to have at least, you know, uh, one continuing education credit one quarter or whatever. Exactly. But every other industry does that. They have to have so many CEUs for their licensing and all Mm -hmm. that. So we need to catch up. So there I'm, I'm not only am I uh, predicting with my, my crystal ball, but I'm manifesting that I'm putting that out there and giving it energy that we will uh, elevate this industry through educating each other. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, I agree. We got about five minutes left. Um, what's your uh, What's your synopsis of your year, my love? Tell me your ups and downs. Just touch upon them. Uh, 2023. It, it, it's been a uh, It's been a busy year. But it's also been a painful year, a lot of growth, a lot of a lot of doors closing for me, but also doors that have cracked open now that other doors have closed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the things that I needed to weigh out my time, like Mm -hmm. where am I where am I fulfilling a purpose? Mm-hmm. And and who is uh, where am I shining a light that they're shining a light back to me or where mm-hmm. am I shining a light and they are dimming my light? Mm-hmm. So and growth is hard. Oh gosh, yeah. And painful. And yeah. this it was a it was a a, a very um, very revealing year. You know, revealed a lot of things that I needed to make uh, adjustments to. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was, it was a tough year. It wasn't an easy year for me. Uh, and, uh, and Facebook reminds me every time I turn around (laughs) when those memories come up, but, but the good always for me outweighs the bad and the bad or the hard is always a lesson for me to take note. Um, and so for 2024, I think it, it, it's still about continuing to grow and find my niche because I'm love it. as unique as they come. So what, uh, what was your, what was your 23 like and what's your 24 prediction for your year? Oh my. Yeah. This year was, woo. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I haven't had a year this full in a long time. And, uh, like you were saying, um, I had some revelations, had some epiphanies. I found the truth of quite uh, a few of a few uh, issues that I was working on. And um, I have grown exponentially. Uh, um, I know, you know, but there are, there are a lot of people who don't. Um, I just put my husband through school for six to eight years, basically, uh, because he was blinded in 2014. And, um, I put everything basically on hold for a while until I knew that he was graduated and now he's got a steady job. Everything is, is so if, if it seems like I busted out all of a sudden and just started <laughs> advertising and carrying on, that's why uh, I put it off for quite a, some time to make sure that my family was secure and healthy and safe and occupied and now I am concentrating on, I'm picking up where I left off and we are going full guns blazing. I don't mean just both holsters. I mean, uh, shoulder mounted. <laughs> like the whole, this is, this is where people know me now, all the artillery. Once I get focused, I'm frightening. So uh, I am, uh, this year was the foundation of what 2024 is going to bring me. I'm going to reap what I've sown here in 2023 in 2024. And I am so excited. 
I'm so excited uh, to bring all this information and all these services to people who need them. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm thrilled. Uh, the apothecary, uh, people don't really even know what that is yet. So um, we're hoping to make some type of a cohesive introduction to it by Pasadena so that people really understand what's available and what's possible. Right. Um, so uh, I think that um, I think that even after all of the stuff that we went through, um, like we always talk about, you have to walk through a fire to be tempered. I'm yeah. tempered, not broken. And I love that. That's my 2024 saying tempered, not broken. You like that? <laughs> I may steal that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still feeling a little broken, but I, I need to, I just, need Oh, to sorry. Focus. No, you're okay. fine. Are you gonna play me out just like on the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see a big hook come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say what you were saying i don't want to cut you off no 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 i just you know it, it's 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 uh focus and and to be able to actually focus on what what i want out there i mm -hmm. can do a lot but it doesn't mean i have to do all those things right so focus focus yeah focus. I, I have to do all the things not i know only do i have to do all the things i have to do them all at the same time yes because if it's not hard i don't want to do it and for whatever reason, here we are. <laughs> so. yeah. I, I, I want to focus on the things that I that really, really bring me joy. And that I is agree. That is that's my prediction for me for 2024 is that just work on things that I really feel are important and bring me joy. I love it. Now play it now. <laughs> right here. I'm, I'm sorry, I have a dance police over here. You can't sing or dance or move around or have any fun. Because uh, she just doesn't. No, he says, I'll dance for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you what. I don't care what anybody says. It's a great year. Yes. It's a great year. And I think we're doing great. And I, I love us. And I love what we do. And you know what? Here's to the new year. Just buy the old one, and may your next step be just as delicious as your last. Mm. We'll see you in the new year. Bye.